Welcome, B-Movie fans, another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us here today is filmmaker Richard Roundtree, and he's here to talk about his upcoming film, Nefarious. Richard, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining. Great to have you. So let's just dive right into it. Can you tell us uh, what first inspired you to become a filmmaker? I've loved watching movies uh, since I was a kid. I was an only child, and um, I used to just watch movies endlessly uh, from the age of uh, about six years old, I think, when we first got our VCR player. It was like a big thing. And um used to spend my weekends going down to the, the local video store and just, you know, renting out anything. And, and I was really lucky. So uh, I'm, I'm, I, I used to, you know, as a lot of people did, you know, in the 80s, pick, pick the, the movies that I wanted to watch based on the, the cover uh, artwork predominantly. And then... Um, because it was a local store, they, they would let me, you know, take anything. So, I, you know, over here, our rating system is the, the top 18 certificate uh, movies. So you're supposed to be 18 to watch them. And they would just let me take them out, you know, from the age of like 10, 12. <laughs> and uh, kind of, yeah, fell in love with horror movies. And uh, I, I remember watching um, The Shining on TV when I was about seven, uh, late one night with my mum and, and, and watching it and just thinking... It was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen, even at that age, and um, and just yeah, always wanted to to work in the movies. I the, the, I live in a really small village, which is about twenty miles outside of London, and um, in the village is Pinewood Studios, which is is like the biggest uh, uh, film studios in the UK. And uh, when I was growing up, all of my uh, friends' dads used to work at the studios as carpenters and scenic painters and and construction and stuff like that. So it's kind of always had this romanticism about it for me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Nefarious? What's the general plot and idea behind your film? So it's a a home invasion uh, horror movie and uh, with a bit of a twist in it. Um, We uh, our first feature film uh, was called Dogged and it was a folk horror movie. Uh, and folk horror is kind of quite a niche subgenre, uh, and um, it was quite an expansive story in terms of lots of outdoor stuff and a huge cast. I think we had like 22 kind of principal cast in it, and it was, you know, it, it was a fairly big scale and ambitious project for for the level of budget we had and the experience that we had. We'd only done short films before, so off the back of that, we kind of wanted to make something that was much more intimate, kind of all set or predominantly set in one location. Um, uh, and, and being big horror fans, the best way we could think of, of doing that was, was, you know, to, to do a home invasion movie. Uh, but we didn't want to just do something generic. Um, so it's kind of told from a, a slightly different uh, viewpoint than, than you would normally see in a home invasion movie. And um, hopefully there's a few twists and turns in there that, that will make it stand out a little bit in that sub-genre. So what inspired your idea for this film? So, uh, I mean, I think uh, the, the, the 
the main theme of the the movie uh, when we were writing it is is kind of the class division that we 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 have in the UK. It, it's a it's a very important thing over here that that kind of never goes away because of the age of the country. People born into wealthy families, you know, kind of always seem to be at the top, and and it's quite a pertinent issue at the moment. I think you know across the world, you know, people are kind of re- rebelling against that way of way of doing things. So so we wanted to make uh, a film bring that as as a as a theme so it's it's that class battle of kind of the working class and and people who suffer you know kind of on the edges of poverty against people who are already rich and then just getting richer all the time and taking advantage of those people lower down their kind of food chain definitely sounds cool i was i was glad because i thought you were going to say oh personal experience but i'm like okay good because that, that would be a entirely different answer no, thankfully not, <laughs> especially when you see the movie. <laughs> what would you say is the most unique aspect about Nefarious? Without meaning to sound big-headed at all, when, we, when we're making our, our films, you know, even though we're doing them on a really low budget and we're making movies in the horror genre, we really try to make them kind of uh, dramatic films with kind of aspects of horror in them rather than just going all out, you know, it's... I, you know, I wouldn't make a slasher movie, for example, unless I, you know, really thought that there was a, you know, a decent meaning to it and, and you know, a good way of, of bringing about characters. I, I, I really feel uh, with all my writing and, and Matt, the guy who, who wrote it with me as well, feel like that, you know, the, the real monsters in this world are, are people who are trying to kind of, you know, have very twisted ideals and and manipulate things around them they're, they're the people that you've got to look out for i think so i think being character driven um and and being cinematic uh we we hopefully stand out a little bit from from the other movies that are being made with the same level of budget definitely and that's one of the good things about um indie films is you can kind of get a point across because it's not so much about the budget or effects but about like what you have to tell like the story that you want to we want to portray yeah exactly i think that's really important with independent films i mean you know don't get me wrong you know i'm a fan of star wars movies and marvel movies and and the rest of it and i will go and see them but you know they're they're, they're popcorn movies there it, it's kind of you know i always think of it as kind of the difference between a movie and a film so a movie is just there to to kind of get people on seats in the in the movie theater and you know, make money and, and be, you know, entertaining. You know, you're not expected to walk out of the Avengers movies thinking for two days afterwards about what the meaning of certain things was. Whereas with indie movies, you, you know, you've got that freedom. You know, you're not, you know, the vast majority of the time, you're not going to get a theatrical release. So you're you're aiming it at a, at a market where, yeah, maybe this isn't always the case with horror because some people do just love, you know, slasher movies or, you know, lots of blood and gore. But, you're aiming it at a, a market where people want to think about the movies a bit more or else they wouldn't watch them. You know, they just wouldn't go out and seek out these indie movies. Exactly. Like ones like um, the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff, like it's entertaining, but it's basically just kind of consumerism. It's not really like um high concept. Like you won't walk away from it. Like to you really like appreciating what the person had to say. It's kind of like, all right, well that was cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and to that end, what qualities do you think make a great film? Could you give us an example of one of those films you would consider great? I, I think for me, uh, it's anything that will make you 
be thinking about it, you know, for a period of time afterwards and, and kind of almost wondering what you've seen in some ways. And, and that can be applied to, you know, a, a, a big range of different movies. I mean, there, there's, there's ones that are kind of complex where, you know, you're not quite sure and it's fairly ambiguous ending or it's, a, you know, there's different theories about the plot. And, and what, you know, it's one I've already brought up, but The Shining is, is one for me that it, it, I, I saw the, have you seen the documentary Room 237, I think it's called? Yeah, I saw that one. It was, I don't know and, if it's still on Netflix, but it's on there for I, over a yeah, while. Yeah, I mean, because, so I, you know, I had my own take on what The Shining was about. And then, I, you know, a lot of people had said, watch this movie. And I watched it. And the, the kind of, the three different uh, theories that are proposed in it about what the movie is about, are, I found them all really interesting. And, and any movie that can be read in that number of different ways with kind of that much level of detail, I, I think is, 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 you know, makes a great movie. Definitely. When I'm watching that documentary, when they started getting to like um, the little details of the pictures and like, I know Stanley Kubrick is very, was very particular about things. And like, I'm not really sure, but there was a lot of interesting stuff in that one, like about, um, old culture versus new culture and things like that. That was, that was definitely an entertaining one. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, yeah, it's fascinating to watch what, you know, and, and, you know, even if I talk, have you seen the movie Annihilation? It just came out on Netflix. Um, haven't checked that one out yet. Okay. It's worth watching, but you know, it came out, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago on Netflix over here or something and watched it. And then, you know, the other night I was chatting with a few friends about it and we kind of all again had slightly different takes on what it was actually about, you know, what the meaning was. And yeah, I think that's what makes a good movie for me. On the opposite end of that, um, are there any films that you enjoy as guilty pleasures, movies, you know, aren't exactly great, but you enjoy watching anyways. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of things that I will watch quite happily. And I've, I've got two young daughters, so I end up kind of watching a lot of, um, Disney movies and uh, recently uh, I had to watch the last Power Rangers movie which I kind of really enjoyed in a bizarre kind of way I'd never a fan of Power Rangers growing up but um, it's yeah you know stuff like that I, I, I don't mind watching it I think and this is an, this is one that kind of is quite a divisive but um, the first Transformers movie I really enjoyed and it's kind of like you know I'm not a big fan of Michael Bay movies but you know, it, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. And, and, you know, I'd grown up with Transformers, so it was kind of nice to see it. And then I went to see the second one, and I thought it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the first one was like, okay, this is kind of cool. So that's what Transformers would look like in real life, maybe. And then the yeah. second one was like, why? Yeah, I don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> the first one, I was like, why is Shia LaBeouf here? Yeah. And, and then, you know, I was like, wow, I don't need to see any more of those films. Let me go yeah. watch the animated one where uh, Optimus Prime gets murdered and I cry for half an hour. <laughs> Another one that I've watched um, uh, quite a lot over the last couple of years, again, because my eldest daughter's really into it, is um, Jurassic World. And it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of mindless fun. Yeah, I watched that one, like, almost entirely for the T-Rex at the end. Just amazing. I mean, in a, in yeah. a few weeks, you'll be able to play Jurassic World in real life. There's a, a Pokemon Go uh, AR game coming out. Is there uh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's a Jurassic World game. You actually, like, go around and, like, catch your sample dinosaur DNA and breed your own dinosaurs and shit. It's, <laughs> you know, uh, my mom's, like, super excited. She's, she's like, I'm totally going to play this. I'm like, all right, mom, you go ahead. 
It's <laughs> my pet T-Rex. Sorry, I got, I got distracted by you know, dinosaurs and transformers. What advice would you give to someone who wants to create an independent film of their own? Um, the, the honest piece of advice is is go out and do it. Yeah, I I um I've I've worked in the film industry um since ever since I left university uh, like you know, 16, 17 years ago, and um when when I went and got that first job, I kind of thought it was going to lead to you know doing what I wanted to do in the, in the business which was making my own films and then um, I think this is the same with a lot of people you end up getting sidetracked and you end up spending so much time working on other people's films because you're getting paid for it that you you kind of put your own ambitions on the back burner now younger people today have got all the the digital technology to go out and, and shoot a movie you know in 4k quality on, on a phone and I my, my the best piece of advice I think anyone could have is just to go out and do it because you learn by practicing. We'd done six short films before we did our first feature. And, you know, we learned from every one of them. But uh, you when you go out and actually do the, f the first feature, you, you learn so much, you know, that we're now taking into the next one. And I'm sure on this one, we'll learn a whole deal more for the next one. You know, it's, yeah, just go out and do it. You know, find a bunch of people who, who are all of the same mindset of you, you know, who want to make a movie that's what we've done our entire crew and uh you know producers everybody we're all people who just love doing it um you know, because we want to make movies um so yeah just just find people who want to do it with you and go out and shoot it don't worry if you've got any money or not as long as you can pay for a pizza at the end of the day you're all good the most important equipment of course yeah <laughs> so gas money and pizza a very important question we like to ask here because Paul and I debate it, you know, very often for some reason. We're just this kind of people. Um, what is your opinion on hairless cats? <laughs> I find them quite creepy. I've got a cat with really long. Yeah, you know, I, I whenever you see dogs or cats when they've had an operation and they've had a little bit shaved off, even they look odd. So hairless ones, no, they're not for me. Too wrinkly. <laughs> They look they look perpetually sad and like just angry. I mean, I I would be too if I was like a cat or a dog and like I know I'm supposed to have hair and now I'm cold all the time. Like I I think I'd just be mad at the world. They're just like badass cuddle for, monsters. They're like you know? awful. Like when you're talking about Jurassic World, the comparison I always like to make is it, it's like I, I remember, well it's like in um the Jurassic Park when. Um, they're discussing whether or not they should have brought dinosaurs back using their DNA. It's like, should we have gone to, should we have created these cats? Have we gone too far? Is science like <laughs> gone too far with this one? That's, that's hairless cats for me. That's the, the, sign that. They're just cats that need extra love. Movie. We've stepped on God's toes. Yeah. I might steal that idea for another movie. <laughs> um, there, there is a hairless cat movie, um, called Moggy Creatures. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which we, we still need to watch. Yeah, we have to get that. If, if you find it, send me the link. I would love to watch it. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Even if we find a disc, we'll just send it to you in the UK. Like, it's, it seems <laughs> like it, it's one that has to be enjoyed by everyone. So when is Nefarious scheduled for release? Um, so, well, uh, if we get the money from the Kickstarter, we are looking to shoot uh, sort of late summer and uh, into the autumn. Um, so we would hopefully uh, then have the film... Uh, would be ready for sort of submitting to festivals by sort of March, April time uh, next year, so about a year from now. So 
Uh, hopefully then it would be hearing festivals maybe a couple of months after that. So, you know, towards the summertime. Um, and then uh, if if we had a distribution deal like we did with the last film, you know, maybe it's another six months after that. It's kind of quite a long-winded process. Um, so we're probably looking at somewhere, you know, spring, early summer 2020. So when um, when does the current Kickstarter end? So it finishes on the uh, 18th of May. Okay, so plenty of time for uh, folks to get out there and just... Uh... That's right. I think we've got about 50 days left or something. So where can we follow you to learn more about Nefarious and any of the other projects that you'll be working on in the future? Uh, so you can follow us on Twitter. It's uh, Ashmount, at AshmountainFilms. Um, uh, and you can follow me as well. It's at R underscore Roundtree, which is R-O-W-N-T-R-E-E. Uh, and both of those pages have got links to our last film, Dogged, uh, and our current film, Nefarious. Uh, and the Facebook page is at Nefarious Film, I think it's called. Um, but again, if you search for uh, uh, Ash Mountain Film uh, or Dogged the Movie or Nefarious, uh, they should all come up in your search engine on Facebook. Sounds good. So there you have it, B-Movie fans, Nefarious, an upcoming horror film by Richard Roundtree. Richard, thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show. Thank you very much for having us, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different bmovie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another bmovie interview. We are the bmovie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time.